Hey all, it's been a little bit of a long time, I'd have to say. Uh, Bike Shop Boyfriend here to uh, do another episode. Um, small gaps and in between uh, consistency of putting these out. I'm trying to get them still out on a four to five day basis uh, throughout the week. Um, it's not really proving to be of benefit, mostly because I feel like I'm not capturing really any good content. Uh, so I'm just going to do a bit of a wrap-up of what's happened this past week. Um, nothing traumatic or like you know bad newsy coming forthwith, I would have to say. But I um, have to sort of share a highlight that has happened on this particular uh, episode. It happened last evening. We... Uh, it's quiet at the bike shop as you can tell from the previous episode there's some like shenanigans going down in terms of we watch uh star trek pop culture uh dual fight music what have you uh we'll come up with like weird um pro peloton um road cycling sponsorship questions uh we'll give our honest hot takes of what we think of things um so i'm hopefully gonna really share more of that sort of element i think in these podcasts um but i just wanted to share and i was going to record it while it was happening however there was a lot going on in terms of balancing it out trying to record um and also just offer great hospitality service to uh to the client in general um so now that i've given a bit of a background this is the actual take um 13 year old new birthday boy uh, his name is Ethan, super cool cat. His dad and his mom came in uh, over the course of the entire week selecting a hardtail uh, bike. Um, for those that want to know more detail about that, it is a 2017 demo uh, Norco revolver bike. Um, it's around like the $2,000, $2,100 price point. Super swish for a kid that um, I'd have to say honestly deserves it. He's a great kid. Great head on his shoulders. He doesn't have that 13-year-old to 14-year-old uh, attitude, apatheticness that sort of tinges that age. Um, very inquisitive, very much uh, a natural talent on the bike. Although his parents have a Dutch background and they are trying to get him into speed skating. I think that's more of a uh, familial cultural background that they're trying to get him into. Anyways, Ethan was awesome. Uh, I set him up with shoes, cleats, pedals, all that good stuff. We swapped out his uh, handlebar. It was a little on the wide side for his particular just setup. Uh, he's narrower shouldered. Uh, he hasn't reached that uh, first adolescent pubescent uh, growth spurt where your shoulders widen out a bit. Um, but yeah, overall, it was like really much a pleasure to uh, help him get set up on his new bike. He is super stoked. It's his first time actually with clipless pedals, so I hope he takes to water with it. Uh, when I had him set up statically to see how his saddle height was and all that, uh, he was clipping in and out like it was second nature already, so I was very much encouraged by seeing that. Um, he's very excited about his bike. He was trying to contain it, be kind of cool about it, but you could definitely see like the, the kid in him was very much excited about his new bike. Um, so I just want to share that, uh, coming up in the significant or in the following segments here, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about social media. Um, there's a few things going on on that sphere, uh, besides being on anchor 
And also, uh, I'm going to hopefully get some raw audio of a meeting that I'm having with The Hammer, The Essential, and The Machine, also known as Carl, Russell, and Dustin. There's another one. Um, With myself, we're going to be discussing our plans for a late spring, early summer uh, gravel ride that we are all kind of getting excited for that I'm going to kind of tentatively name the BTS Gravel Battle Plan. Um, So hopefully... You stay tuned for that. And on that note, stay tuned. All right. So social media, it's one of those things that uh, everyone's got a bit of an opinion on, which is great. Um, And hopefully a lot of you are practicing it. I feel that this podcast is social media, so you are participating passively, I guess, whenever you decide to choose to listen to this particular episode. Um, But I'm just going to talk about my own personal uh, social media outreaches. Uh, I have a presence on Instagram as well as Twitter, Facebook. There's a Facebook page for this Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast, uh, as well as for myself. I have my own personal one, obviously, Facebook. Who doesn't? Um, As well as I manage the bike shop's uh, social media for both Facebook and Instagram and to a lesser degree, Twitter. It's a lot to do, don't get me wrong. Um, I spend actually quite a bit of my off time outside of the shop dealing with uh, social media questions, fielding, all that. Um, But I actually was asked a very interesting question uh, the other day, just from one of my colleagues. Uh, They asked me what kind of social media, like vlogs, I guess, was their main questioning here. Uh, Which ones do I watch? And uh, I do consume a lot. try and limit how much I do, but um, ones that I've actually really, really taken to are sort of the technological uh, slant ones, um, the day in the life ones, as well as the sort of semi-pro pro uh, pro amateur um, vlogs that are out there. And I'm actually going to shout out to uh, Rides in Japan as one of them as well. Uh, It's a mix of everything. There's a bit of bike packing. There's a bit of group rides. There's a bit of tech in there. Um, Really love the layout of that particular vlog uh, or that channel, I should even be saying, and how it's sort of pieced together information-wise. Great caption narration. Um, Yeah, doing some great and lovely stuff on that one. Also, Shane Miller, a.k.a. GP Llama, uh, Ozzy, He's really great at uh, showing you the ins and outs of what's happening on Zwift, uh, certain aspects of smart trainers. Um, He's always putting out great content in terms of frequency and also variability or variation, I guess is the word I'm looking for. And um, I really like his positive approach. Um, I will admit, though, being Canadian uh, and also being part of the Commonwealth of Great Britain, it's a little takes a little while for me to understand Australian accent, uh, just due to the speed of how fast he's talking. So it was just one of those instances. And then um, there's also Francis Cade. He's more of a vlogger in the pure sense of it, uh, trying to capture some of his own rides, um, a lot of interview with the personalities that he rides with, um, and it's more of like a diary type uh, of channel. If you're into that, there's sometimes some tech 
uh, items in there in that he interviews uh, Bike Fit James, as that guy's title is, uh, who seems like a great bike fitter. I am totally envious of that particular studio bike fit uh, setup that he has. Um, also jealous of his experience in bike fitting. I wish I had way more bike fits underneath my belt. Um, I am a very uh, minor bike fitter, uh, but I do have quite a bit of experience helping people out getting set up. Um, and also, I'm going to mispronounce your last name, Jasper, if you're ever listening to this, but Jasper uh, Vercule, um, last name, it, very difficult for me to pronounce, but uh, he's Dutch. He is a very serious, I'm going to have to say he's a continental racer because he is on a team. Um, but he's also a pilot, a full-time pilot. So he's flying all over the place, mostly from California to, uh, the Netherlands. Uh, he'll do some Island getaways, this and that. Uh, I love his GoPro footage. Um, his energy, very contagious off the screen. Uh, I'm always very curious as to how these people sort of record their, uh, their content. Uh, not that gear makes good content. It's just, uh, the aesthetic of what they're doing adds to their content. If that makes sense, uh, it's sort of like the coat of paint, um, helps make the image or makes the house look good kind of thing. Right. So, um, those are like the vlogs that I'm currently really into. If you have any vlogs that you are into that are cycling related, give me a shout out. Let me know. It should also be very quickly mentioned that my man Russell slash The Essential is the one that pretty much got me onto uh, Shane Miller rides with uh, rides in Japan, sorry, and also Francis Cade for uh, sending me his content, and I became a fan thereafter and just sort of devoured all that. So, quick shout out to my man Russ, you are the man. Thank you very much for uh, getting me onto that good stuff and sharing. Uh, it's almost like sharing bands that you like in a weird way. I just realized, um, sometimes you're very protective of it because it's yours, right? Like you have that identity that matches with what you're watching, blah, blah, blah. Or you just find, um, common cause with, uh, the images that you're seeing on YouTube and this and that. So I just wanted to say thank you. I know it, uh, it's always a great delight for when people share their interests and what they're enjoying with myself. So if you are enjoying a vlog right now, uh, please share, give me a shout out, uh, possibly maybe send me a link via Twitter. Uh, that's D U S T I N W H T on Twitter. Um, that way I can quickly check it out and, uh, yeah, get some views off of it. Um, yeah, I just want to do a quick shout out before I had to take off for our meeting. So, uh, Russell, you're the man. Yeah, this is the podcast. Behind the scenes. Just to get the raw audio. You can swear all you want. I let people swear on this one. Yeah, but no, I definitely need to get some new tires. I mean, I need new tires for cross anyway. Not that these would be for cross. Yeah. Like, just wasn't a bike set up Right. Yeah. So what's the difference between like a gravel tire and a cross tire? So with a cross tire, the more dedicated to a certain purpose for, for that particular hour. So like either it's a mud course, grass course, sand, whatever. Um, you can get a particular tire profile so that they match that. With the gravel, it's sort of like the best of everything in one go. But then down the center beat of it, they'll try and actually throw in like fast rolling 
uh, siphon, so that way it's a bit more smoother, less knobs maybe. Uh, it might even look a bit more square in terms of its profile. And with kind of like where feet of climbing, like, it's yep, kind of one of those hybrid tires yeah. where it's fast rolling in the center, but and it has some grip on the, on the side. Yeah, it's so on. you're I mean, some it tends to be a more of a characteristic of it, yeah. Race, like some guys so that's what you'll see. Yeah, and then there's like massive variations of like what size you can get, what fits, what doesn't fit. Looked like there was at least one river cross. Tubeless is also nothing. Yeah, River Cross, we got a fjord somewhere. Yeah, like, like how deep. You think slicks will work? I think it's going to be like six to eight inches, like at most. Like, but it's going to be like riverbed stuff, so there's like big rocks in there, so I wouldn't recommend riding it. Not you want to jackknife your bike. Not to mention if you're riding. You know, that or just take it all off and just go They're going to be squeaking the rest of the ride after that if you go through water. Maybe. Well, I, would, I would suggest bringing along extra grease, probably. Yeah, I have. There's just so much dust and crap on the road that. Well, for a ride like that, would you throw on a camelback versus just having I'm, a saddlebag? Or? I'm not just because it has aid stations. Oh, it's yeah. And you can, I can carry two bottles on the bike, and if I really want to, a third bottle on my back. So. Yeah, I think I'm just getting bottles too. Especially because I have two one-liter bottles. Yeah, like the race, it's got... Course time was like four hours and 35 minutes approximately for like fastest time. And if we can do it in like sub six, 120K, gravel. There's four aid stations, but that's for the 120 miles. All right, as you could have heard there, um, we all met up and we talked about some gravel stuff. Uh, we were all kind of catching up with uh, each other. I think it's maybe the first time since the holidays that all four of us uh, were all around to actually discuss things. Um, so now that the previous week, I believe, uh, The Essential and I are now joined by The Hammer and uh, The Machine. They're both very interested in this uh, endeavor of gravel racing and uh, we're all very much looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, what was discussed was pretty much the logistics of travel, uh, as well as accommodation. Sounds like the essential is going to be all over that in terms of uh, getting that all lined up. And uh, he's just going to be receiving a whole bunch of either e-transfers or money in the palm of his hand. Um, he might need a tattoo on the palm of his hands that say, pay me suckers. Uh, I don't know if he'll be up for that, or if his wife will be up, even up for that. So we'll find out. Um, but I, I joke, really. Uh, but a lot of us uh, were really getting excited uh, as the evening went on to discuss like different tech of tire choice selection, uh, what bike to bring, how much hydration we're going to need. Um, there's all these different variables that I think makes this gravel ride very exciting. Um, the main takeaway that I could share with all of you is that we are planning on riding it as a group effort. Um, so it's not going to be riding to the red line uh, of our cardio to like blast each other's legs off. And it won't be a pleasure uh, scenic tour of the Badlands, although granted I will definitely be looking around just to enjoy the scenery. Um, 
but uh, yeah, no, we're gonna ride it pretty much like one of our group rides that we normally do, and those group rides, from experience, are very much a fast-moving uh, convoy of whoever has the good legs takes a few extra pulls. Uh, if you're not having the best legs, uh, you get to hang out in the back a little bit. When we stop, we stop, uh, just to recover a little bit, and then we get going again. Um, so those are all things that I'm very much looking forward to with uh, this particular ride. Uh, there's a few other ones that I am kind of earmarking slash committing to, uh, depending on schedule as well as uh, ability to participate, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's going to sort of end this uh, particular segment here, and it's hopefully a good little recap as to what was all discussed. I know that the raw audio is a little bit garbled, uh, mostly for the fact that I just hit record, set my phone on the table, and let everyone sort of have at it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be a thing, and I'm actually very excited for it uh, coming to fruition. So that's going to sort of wrap up this particular episode of uh, Bike Shop Boyfriends. So... Let me know what you think. Uh, let me know in the comments on Anchor here. Uh, you can also call in, give me a shout out if you like, or you can let me know via Twitter. Uh, again, my handle is Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T, or on Instagram, because uh, I do often post the transcript trimmed section of uh, these podcasts uh, up on there. So if you have any uh, inclination to let me know. Uh, that'd be great. Facebook as always. Um, and again, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode.